Welcome to McGonagall's Chronicles Making Montana Connections. I'm KRTV KXLH anchor Tim McGonagall. The Missouri River is just one example of Montana being full of natural wonders. The Treasure State boasts countless unique and interesting places and people. Julie Mack has made it her mission to tell these stories of Montana through her latest venture. The TV host and producer recently embarked on Montana's Best. And through social media platforms like YouTube, she and her crew travel the state looking for the people, places, and pictures that make Montana special. The episodes teach even the most tried and true Montanans something they may not know about Big Sky Country, and they let visitors know that there's much more to this great state than just Glacier and Yellowstone National Parks. I recently had the chance to talk to her about how she came up with the idea, how it was funded, and what she, as a Montana-born resident, has learned about the Treasure State. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Julie Mack to learn more about Montana's best. Well, Julie Mack, thank you so much for joining us today. I know you've been busy going all around the state of Montana here uh, the past few months or even longer than that. But uh, before we talk about Montana's best, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's uh, what's your background, uh, your Montana connection, I guess? My Montana connection is I was raised here in Montana, up in the Flathead, before it was really discovered. <laughs> We're having like a modern day gold rush up here in the Flathead Valley. And it was interesting because when we first decided to do this show, um, we talked to the tourism department and we said, how can we help you guys? Because this show is clearly going to help tourism, but it's also designed for the locals to spread light to, hey, here are some other places that you can visit because here I am from Montana, but yet I had no idea that Glendive, Montana is like the number one spot to be going dinosaur digging in the United States. Mm, you wow. know, I had no idea that we had all these so sort of hidden gems. And they said, listen, we need to spread the love with tourism. We need to uh, make sure people know more about Montana, except for just Glacier National Park and just Yellowstone Park. So that's what this show does, is we explore all six regions of the state of Montana and show unique attractions. And what's really great about it is you also get a sneak peek into the lives of the people that help operate these businesses and attractions for the rest of us to enjoy. Yeah. And uh, so before you got into Montana's best, uh, what were you what were you doing? Oh, well, I have a media marketing company and I oh, still okay. have that media marketing company. Right. So that, you know, in, in media, right, we're making videos or managing social uh, media. You know, I came from working on The Amazing Race and working on reality shows and being a TV host and mm -hmm. doing all that sort of stuff. But um, we were talking to some people here in Montana and we realized, you know, there's a need for the show. And this is back in like 2018, 2019 <laughs> right. is when the brainchild of all of this was coming into fruition. And then it was during the latter part of COVID that we actually did the production of it. And now people may look and say, we don't need any more tourism. Well, the thing is, is that there's other spots in Montana where they desperately want the tourism. I can't even tell you how many people... It's come from county commissioners, mayors that have called us saying, please come to our county, highlight our attractions. We want the tourism. We want people to come visit. And then you have people in Montana that are like, 
don't come, we're too full. So it's kind of learning how to dance that fine line. But no matter what, we always tell people our show is for the locals of Montana, as well as the visitors. And it really is a win-win for everybody. It's a win for the viewer. It's a win for the attraction or the business being featured. Uh, but it's also a win for that city that that, town, that that attraction's in. And if it's a win for the city, it's a win for the state. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So you mentioned the locals too. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that say uh, we, we've got enough people coming to Montana, moving to Montana, but, but there still are a lot of locals too. I'm sure you're finding out that uh, number one, they don't know about uh, some of the little hidden gems that you talked about. And uh, number two, they might not know all, everything there is to know about Yellowstone or Glacier or some of those more popular uh, places. Absolutely. You know, we had a homeschool group approach us and they said, we watch your show every week when it comes out. And because of your show, we're going to Virginia City and Nevada City. And that was like, when we heard that, we were like, that's like the best compliment we can get because we love hearing that uh, parents trust our content enough to be having their children watch it, but they were motivated by it to go. And we've had so many locals reach out to us. I mean, just go through the YouTube comments. <laughs> You know, uh, we've had so many people reach out to us saying, thank you. I had no idea that this existed. This is in my backyard. I'm going to go check it out. But the business owners and the attractions that we have featured, we've had a handful of them call us and say, Julie, this is the first season. We have been completely booked out before the height of the season. And we know it's because of your show. So, I mean, our goal was to spread the love, right? But we also want these attractions, we want them to use the videos, that we want them to use the content for them to help market themselves because I'm in the business of marketing people. Mm -hmm. And so this is a way that we're kind of giving back to people saying, yeah, we'll, we'll do a great piece on you and then you can use the stuff for your own promotion. We're not being uh, tight on that. You know, we take pictures. Yes. Don't change our branding. You can put it for your social media and put it on your website because a lot of business owners, they don't have that content. So we're also able to do a lot more than what a typical television show would do. Sure. And the other thing too, is we really, really want to teach, not teach, but show people the interesting facts, the history the fun of a location, but it's very important to us that we do everything that shows treating these attractions and treating the state of Montana in a respectful way. You know, I always tell people, they're like, well, what do you tell people that are moving here? I say, listen, people are going to move here and I can understand why they're moving here, but don't try to change it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't try to change it too much here, you know, because that's why people love the state of Montana. So yeah, we've been having a lot of fun with the show in the works. Um, I think this September we may be possibly doing a cattle drive. All right. <laughs> we may have an episode that deals with women in chainsaws. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So we have some fun stuff that's coming up. Um, but we're also in the talks with CBS Montana to be having uh this throughout the entire state. So yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of different places that we're going to have it distributed. We have a streaming outlet. We'll have broadcasts. Clearly, we have the social media covered. But if people are curious about what we're doing, go to our page, Montana's Best TV, and check us out. 
All right. Uh, you mentioned uh, history, and I was reading a little bit about it. Uh, and there's an interesting piece of history that I didn't know that uh, about Virginia City, and uh, it uh, not just uh, being such a historical place, but uh, they were actually a first in the tell. They were the first in the country. Tell us what that was. Uh, for, yes, for a certain so thing. This, and this, if you actually watch the episode, you'll see the visible reaction out of me when I found out the stat. So because there were so many people going to Virginia City with this gold rush that was happening in the mid-1800s, people were becoming millionaires. So it'd be like people becoming billionaires overnight nowadays. There was so much money that Virginia City was the first place in the entire United States to get electricity. So before Boston, before New York City, before San Francisco, good old Montana and Virginia City was able to have electricity. Wow. Uh, Julie, uh, how many episodes have uh, already aired of uh, Montana's Best or, or already have been produced? No, that's a great question. So we have 14 that are out. We have four more that are coming out. So we'll have 18 and then we start filming again. And so we get a lot of inquiries and we tell people, give us a call, you know, if it, if it fits the mold, this is a family friendly show. So, you know, we may not necessarily <laughs> be featuring anything too racy. <laughs> Or too wild, but uh, we encourage people to give us a call. We love um, hearing from people. We've had uh, recently, we've had a lot of artists reach out to us saying, Hey, we don't just have a gallery, but we have like a, a resort type artistic retreat that people can come to. So we're hearing a lot of unique things that I couldn't have even fathomed before uh, that people are giving us a call saying, Hey, see if this will be a fit for the show. So we're excited. We're excited to be doing the show. Uh, once again, if you're a local to Montana, if you're a recent local to Montana, check out the show because honestly, every episode is one of a kind. It's different. I'm from Montana and I learned a lot during the filming uh, process of this show. Now, I understand too, that uh, to get some funding for the show, you went through a grant process and uh, tell us Tell us about that process, and because uh, there's probably some other people out there who might be interested in in taking that absolutely. route. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So it was twofold how we got the funding for this. One was through the Montana Film Grant. Um, so they offer grants for things. It can be a production, a large production, a film, a documentary. Uh, web series. It has to fit a certain criteria, but they have been really, really good about trying as much as they can to support the requests that come on in. Allison and Stacy at the film office have been great. I've known them for a while. Uh, when they heard about the show, they were like, yes, this is a perfect fit. <laughs> so we got part of our funding from them. And then the other was private funding. So it was one of those things where we're like, okay, we have this budget. How far can we make this budget stretch? And I also have to thank the crew as well, because the majority of our crew were Montana locals and they were willing to work long hours and extra days to, to see the completion of the show because they believed in it, but also they were excited to see video production work happening in the state. Because for people that work in television, 
it's called gig work. So it can go ebbs and flows. And to be honest, the goal where I would love to see the show go is that it's one of those things where we can tell the crews that we work with, hey, you can depend on us three months out of the year that you'll have work with us. So we're trying to get those monies again for a season two and we'll see what happens. Yeah. And uh, aside from yourself, talk about the crew. Uh, how many folks do you have working on this, uh, this project? There's about five of us. You would think there's 20. <laughs> but when we actually go out and physically shoot, there's there's four to five of us, which is extremely lean because, you know, here I'm acting as a producer, a director and a TV host. And then, you know, I got my my behind the scenes stills guy that's working as a lighting guy as well. But, you know, when you have a small budget, you learn how to make it work. And with my previous experience in production, that's definitely all come together because I'm used to working with really large budgets and I've been used to working with really small budgets. So, you know, this is a little bit in between and uh, we're making it work. So we're very blessed that we're working with Jane Back Productions. It's based here in Montana. And a lot of the stuff is happening in-house. And I think that's important for people to understand is that you can get good marketing, good video here in the state of Montana. Do we have tons of it? No, but there, there's there's a handful of us that exist here. Um, and that's another thing that we want to show with the show is that, hey, this was made for Montanans, by Montanans, and for its visitors. Yeah. Uh, in, in your travels uh, and being from Montana, uh, I mean, you've mentioned a couple of things that you didn't know, but uh, what... Uh, uh, maybe other than the the Glen Dive and the Virginia City uh, discoveries that you made, uh, sure. any other things that stand out that really uh, made you say, "Wow, I didn't I didn't know that." Hundred percent. And by the way, I just want to say, Great Falls is on our list. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, there's like four things in Great Falls I really <laughs> want to cover. Once again, once we we get the funding there. Great Falls will be seeing us for sure. But I have to say the town that surprised me the most was Helena, Montana. Yeah. So I remember as a kid going and playing soccer tournaments in Helena and it'd be like you driving, you drive out. Even when I was in college down in Bozeman, you know, driving back home, I always would cut through Helena and it just didn't seem like there was a lot going on. Helena is happening, people. You can yeah. go there, spend a solid two, three days and be entertained. So first off, the Montana Historical Society, right. incredible museum. Um, you go in there and there's artifacts literally since the mid 1800s. You know, the history, the storytelling is incredible. They've really done a great job. Then you have that, that, the, what is it? Last chance train, train, the, the, yeah. the tour. Yeah. So that tour train, talk about educational, talk about history and facts. They are on top of it as far as being storytellers, but they take you all throughout the neighborhood and you see these mansions and you get to hear the stories. And these mansions still exist today because they were made correct. <laughs> <laughs> but also we have to remember people were becoming millionaires overnight. And there was a lot of millionaires that uh, were living in Helena, Montana. So it's really fun to do that. I have to say the ones that really made me laugh like a lot 
was the sapphire um what is it the spokane sapphire mine right okay. so it's a generation after generation after generation that's still operating it so i dealt with the son and the dad but you can go out to their sapphire mine and you literally can dig for a wedding ring. So they were telling us a story where like people will find like 10 carat sapphires and how people will come on out there and they will literally uh, dig for hours and hours. And while we were there filming, we found sapphires. Here's an interesting fact. Do you know a ruby is just a red sapphire? I, I didn't know that. <laughs> My mind was blown, yeah. but yeah, so they're really fun and they're right, right along the Missouri. And then we also went and did, what was it called? Gate, gate of the mountain or gate of the mountain. Of the mountain. Yeah. yeah. So we seriously, I swear God parted the clouds and just let the sun shine on us on that day because we saw every type of wildlife you could see. Even our tour guide was like, wow, this is pretty incredible how much uh, wildlife we're seeing today. But it was <laughs> Them. So, you know, 15, 20 bucks, I think it was, it's worth to go do. Once again, you learn so much history about Lewis and Clark, about the fires that took place, about the people that live there, about the wildlife, but there really, really is a lot to do. And then I have to just pitch Reader's Alley as well. Uh, the city of Helena has really gone to an extensive length to preserve that alley to make it look like how it or to keep it in original form the best that they can. So there are five things right there, folks. <laughs> Helena, Montana, yeah. you can enjoy yourself. But I would say Helena shocked me the most. But listen, we were in Coram, Montana. We were uh, in Big Fork. We were all over the place. And to be honest with you, we have a huge whiteboard that's in our studio over there that literally has close to 100 different places in Montana that we would love to go and we would love to feature. And hopefully that will come to a reality. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the Helena. I guess I'm kind of partial because that's where I'm from. I grew up there. And, but it sounds to me too like, uh, you know, you can pick out some of these different spots and some of these cities, towns and areas. And once people go there, um, they can look at the things that you saw, but then they might discover other things, you know, just by talking to the locals there too. So, so you're kind of yeah. kickstarting that uh, adventure for people, it sounds like. It is. And as I said, we've had so many people tell us that, hey, we're planning a Montana road trip and we're going to all of the locations that you went. Mm -hmm. And the way we filmed too in releasing our episodes is we started from east to west where you could do a road trip like that. Yeah. So yeah, we're excited. We're excited that people find our website as a great resource. We're excited that business owners and attractions are happy to be having the exposure, the spotlight, and also the resources to use for their digital platforms. And you know, once again, we just hope to continue to do this. But you know, there's a lot more to do in Montana, once again, than just going to the two big parks that most people know about. There really is. There's great history. There's artists, amazing artists, um, great resources. We have so many state parks that are here that people can go and explore and camp out and feel like they're away from everything. Yeah. So Julie, on a, on a personal level for you, uh, you mentioned you've worked on uh, different reality shows, Amazing Race, et cetera. Uh, but how does this, how fulfilling is is this project that, that I guess, since, since you're kind of the, uh, the, one of the driving forces behind it and, uh, you know, you get to host yeah. it and you get to see it, uh, you know, how hard it, uh, how difficult it is to put, to put this together. But uh, 
how satisfying is it for you as, as you look at some of your other work in uh, your professional career? Yeah, you know, I I went down to Vegas was and producer for a travel show. Mm -hmm. And after that experience, I actually wrote a show and 12 years ago, and this was it. And it's been, my passion has always been to show fun, Mm -hmm. like good, clean fun to people, but also um, something where it motivates them to get off of the couch or to, to try something new, because it really, it's incredible when you get outside or you do something new, how it can stimulate your mind, how it can form camaraderie and intimacy with people and their friendships or relationships. And yeah, it's been a driving force. Let me tell you what, there are not hundreds, but thousands of hours put in that aren't paid. So I'm clearly passionate about it. And the big picture, I would love to do this for every state because, you know, so many states get their, the typical things to go do, but yet there's so much more, it's so much deeper. So yes, I'm very passionate about it clearly. (laughs) And uh, I hope to keep it alive and I hope people can appreciate the beauty and the uniqueness of the show. All right. And people can follow you on uh, just about every uh, social media platform. And I know that they can watch the full episodes on YouTube TV. Is that the, the primary place to watch it? Primary place. But once again, we will be having it on broadcast TV as well as streaming right. come later this fall, which is exciting. You know, a lot of people yeah. say broadcast is dead or, oh, streaming uh-huh. is the other way. And I'm like, no, no, no. In Montana, we cover all of it. It's all still relevant. So yeah, we're excited. And we're excited that people are watching our content and they're wanting our content on their digital platforms. One thing of how we do business with JMAC Productions is we like to do things with excellence. And that's how the same effort was put into the show of doing things with excellence, but also having fun at the same time. And at the end of most of the episodes, you'll see some bloopers and you'll get a sneak peek into the chemistry and how the crew really related with the featured uh, guests, but also with each other. All right. Well, Julie, we look forward to seeing uh, more episodes uh, in the future and uh, watching the ones that are already out there. We thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yes. Thanks for having us. You've been listening to a conversation with Julie Mack, the host and producer of Montana's Best, a new program highlighting the interesting people and places that make up the Treasure State. And now a McGonagall's Chronicles update. In May of 2021, we talked with Great Falls and New York Times bestselling author Jamie Ford. His latest literary effort, The Many Daughters of Afong Moy, was recently released. It was the August pick by NBC Today Show co-host Jenna Bush Hager for her book club, and later announced that it's being developed for a series by television production company Universal Content Productions. The Many Daughters of Afong Moy combines historical fiction with speculative fiction. It spans the life of Afong Moy in America from when she first came here in the 1800s until she disappeared from the headlines, and it traces several of her descendants up until 2045. The book is about inherited trauma. That, that sounds really heavy, so I, I tend to call this book my epigenetic love story. And I start with the, the genetic line of a woman named, named Afong Moy. She was a real historical figure. She was the first Chinese woman to come to America in the 1830s. And she was brought over and she toured up and down the East Coast from Buffalo, New York to Cuba. The Many Daughters of Afong Moy is available online and in bookstores. I hope you've enjoyed this edition of McGonagall's Chronicles Making Montana Connections. And I invite you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. 
You can also offer feedback on Facebook and Twitter and offer your guest ideas for the program. I'll be back soon with another guest with a Montana Connection. Until then, for McGonigal's Chronicles, I'm Tim McGonigal.